Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway podcast. Uh, uh, Richie, uh, I'm sure you won't mind us sharing this with, with the wider public. Your, your, your lovely wife, Natalie, uh, it's her birthday today. She's born the day after me. Uh, the old, you know, all the people who get that nightmare of having their Christmas and birthday presents merged into one. But I saw on Facebook you did a lovely thing where you got her a sparkly cake in a restaurant. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, if you look carefully, it wasn't a cake. Um, it, was, um, it was a fry-up and they stuck what? a great big sparkler in a fried tomato. I didn't notice that. I thought it was a cake. I didn't. I obviously didn't take the details of the picture in. I was going to ask you, how was she about... Like, my other half, Katie, the worst thing for her in the world would be they dim the lights in a restaurant and someone brings them a birthday cake. You know, that kind of happy... But I didn't realise that they'd put sparklers in a fry-up. That's a hell of a thing. Do you know what? Do you know what? You've, 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 you've got this very close, but you, you, you've given me too much credit here. Um, this was uh, breakfast this morning after school drop-off uh, and uh, we went and had breakfast uh, and then the lady brings across Natalie's order and yeah, it's got one of those really aggressive candles firing <laughs> flames out of it and I'm thinking, how do they know it's her birthday? This is really, really weird. And, and then off they go. She blows out the candle that's sprouting out of this fried tomato and I said, how do they know it's your birthday? And she said, well, when I booked the table, um, they said, is it a special occasion? I said, yeah, it's my birthday. I didn't even book it. Oh I my. had nothing to do with it. There's, I was genuinely thinking, so that the facts of looking at this Facebook post, thought, that's so thoughtful of Richie, he's going to phone ahead no. and made, made them, you know, they've done her a cake, put sparklers in it. So not only was it not you, she's told them themselves, and it's not even a cake, it's a fry-up. <laughs> I didn't even know where we were going. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Bush, Richie and producer Adem, who's drinking fresh orange juice and eating hula hoops at this time of the day. It's home time on a Wednesday. Got a household mystery for you. Uh, I was uh, vacuuming out the car this morning. I'd like to think that I'm, I'm actually quite familiar with the vacuum cleaner bush. I do a lot of, uh, lot of that around the house. You suck a lot, uh, don't you? I, I do, I do indeed. And I, uh, I, I use it quite often to, uh, to clean out the car as well. Can I just but... say, I've never, I've never ever hoovered the interior of any car that I've ever owned. I just I want to put Are that out there. Are you kidding me? No, genuinely never done it. Do you have any pride in any of the transportation that you take? No, couldn't care less. Literally, there's stuff <laughs> rolling around on the floor. <laughs> well, there's there's four attachments to the end of the vacuum cleaner, and I think I know what three of them do. But there's one this morning as I was clearing things out, and we've had this for years, and I'm looking at it thinking, I've no idea what this is for whatsoever. It's got a little brush, brush head on it, but the plastic comes further than the brushes. I just don't see what it's used for whatsoever. Whatsoever. I put it to you that there's, there's things in every house, despite the fact that they are our homes, that are a complete and utter mystery to us. I, I agree with you. I think unless you kind of take the time to be curious enough to find out what it is, I think if it goes over a certain period of time, you're never going to know. Like for me, for example, and this does sound terrible, I don't know how to operate our washing machine. <laughs> that that reflects worse on you than one one vacuum attachment on me. Oh, wait, the drawer, right? I don't know what all those things are in that drawer, and and it's like hieroglyphics. All the the layout of our washing machine. We've got like a new one. Um, yeah. It looks like you know inside Darth Vader's Tie Fighter with like loads of lights. <laughs> it's like that. I don't understand how it works. I don't even what it is. It's intimidating. <laughs> Share with us the things in your house that you hold your hand up. Something in your house which is a complete and utter mystery to you. And I've tweeted a picture of the uh, the vacuum attachment so if you can tell me what that is as well bonus points we've asked you the question is there something in your house that remains a complete and utter mystery to you despite the fact it's it's your home 
It's your possession. It's your thing. You're there every day. What is it that is a complete and utter mystery to you? I was talking about this uh, attachment to the vacuum cleaner. I know how to operate in it or all, all that kind of stuff, but this particular attachment, no idea what it does. I put a picture up on our socials. Uh, I've got an answer, Bush. Apparently, this particular thing is for getting the dust off the top of skirting boards. Wow, that's the most specific tool I've ever heard of in my entire life. It's a very <laughs> specific even, tool, isn't it? Didn't even know dust gathered there. That is amazing. i tell you one other thing. We've bought... Um, uh, we talked about them on the show before. What is it like an error uh, uh, that you plug in? Yes. Heated error. I don't know what the technical term is. This, this is, this is uh, you know, is the very crux of the issue. But it's, you're supposed to set it up and clip all the hooks on so that it sets up. Put all your, your clothing on it to dry and then put like a tent over the top of it and zip it up so it's, right. you know, cooking away in its own heat. I haven't got a clue how to set the damn thing up. I'm sure it's a brilliant <laughs> bit of tech, but I certainly can't work it. It's like a Christmas tree. Mark's hanging on. Uh, Mark, tell us about yours then. Right, OK. I live in a uh, static caravan three-bedroom one, and there is a fixed wooden um, shelving and cupboard affair in the corner. Also, there is a gas fire modelled in it somewhere as well. So, I do kind of know that this mysterious knob sticking out, but the (laughs) the mysteriousness about it is it's sticking out nowhere near the gas fire. It's on the other side of the unit, and it does turn, but it does nothing. Wow, I think uh, isn't Mis- mysterious knobs a Peter Andre song, isn't it? Yeah, he got the number two though, didn't he? <laughs> 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 so, sorry, mate, I'm a bit of a fraud. Yes, I guess I know what this mysterious knob is for, but it does nothing. The fire never light. Um, as we speak, I'm huddled round a plug-in oil radiator because I'm freezing me God's up. So, yeah, there you are. Yeah, I mean, what a tease. I mean, the dial doesn't do anything. It's on the wrong part of the room. Can you get rid of it? Can you just take the dial off and, and like, tape over it? No. No, no, no. It won't. I've tried that. It resists. <laughs> He's tried Mark, it. Mark, what about at this time of year? Can you at least dangle something on it? A decoration? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, actually, it's, it's kind of only about um, six inches up off the floor. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, well, we'll leave you to sort that one out yourself, Mark, but it's lovely to speak to you and Merry Christmas. Thank you very much indeed. Wow, I feel like I've been brushed by stars. Thank uh, you. Oh, God bless you. Take care, oh. fellow. Uh, me mum and dad have a switch near the back door. I tried it for the first time this year and realised it turned on kitchen lights. <laughs> They'd lived there over ten years and never tried the switch before because they presumed it was for an old outside light or something. Wow, that is just unbelievable. What a delayed... <laughs> You know, big event for that to be turned on finally. We've got Johnny the welder on the line. Uh, Johnny, what thing do you not understand how to use? The TV remote. It's just completely baffling to me. Johnny, that's that's uh, that's awful to hear. What? what I'm not what even. I've not moved. I've just not moved forward with the times. I don't even have Sky or, or Netflix or anything. I just have a basic television. And I only need to switch it on and off, change the programme and change the volume. Every other button on there is a complete waste of my time. A complete waste of time. (laughs) If you think about now, everyone listening to this show, think about your TV remote. I think Johnny's got a point. There's like a plimsoll line right in the middle of your TV remote where top half of it is the numbers, fine, on, off, fine. And then the bottom half is a load of symbols that don't mean anything to anyone, do they? Yeah, and and colours. Yeah. They're always saying, press the red button. I press the red button, it goes off. Nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> complete nonsense. Do you, know, 
Do you know what the colours is a really really good point because yeah. I remember like you used to have colours on remotes when there was like teletext and it was a good sort of like um, quick cut to sort of like move to one of the options at the top. Now yeah, what are the, those pro- four the problem is for? the problem is my old man's eighty seven. He's got sky. He's all over it. He can do whatever he wants with it. Oh, so what? You, you, your old fella is talking into his handset. He's got smart controls, and you're there uh, playing the bamboozle on uh, teletext. I go around to visit him. He's, he's going on 402 and watching this and doing that and saying, "Hey, look at this." And I'm thinking, "How's he doing that?" <laughs> 402, I, just, I, I think. I, I, is Sky mind Premier you, League. I am only one step forward from black and white. Like I say, it's just an LG telly in the corner. That's it. Well, I, I remember the first telly I ever had in my in my bedroom was black yeah. and white. It had like a screen that went on the front to take the glare off it, and you used to turn a dial to tune into a particular channel. Yeah. I imagine you'd kind of like that throwback there, Johnny the Welder. I probably still have one somewhere. <laughs> Johnny, don't I'll be honest blow with your you, mind. I don't throw things away. Don't want to blow your mind, but are you aware that you can listen to Absolute Radio through your telly? No, I've only just found out I can listen to it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> one step at a time, Johnny, one step at a time. Yeah, see, I've only just, I've only just got a digital radio. That's how I come across you, lads. I've well, been listening to Radio 4 for God knows how long, and then someone said, said get onto this digital radio. I thought, what the hell's one of them? So I went and got one and thought, bloody hell, absolutely, it's marvellous. Oh, well, so, listen, yeah. let, let us know. A, brilliant, good to have you on board. B, next time you, you hit another milestone of tech, maybe... Maybe you, uh, I don't know, get a satellite dish put up or something like that. Get back in touch yeah. and we'll celebrate with you. Will do, no problem. Thank you for all the items, the things in your house that you've shared with us that are a household mystery to you this evening. Uh, we, we do have to just say a little bit disappointed by the large amount of people uh, that have sent messages along the lines of this one. Uh, Bush and Ritchie, the thing in my house is my wife. Uh, been married for 31 years, says James. Uh, it works both ways. Uh, Dawn says, my husband, most useless thing ever. Oh, they're both at it. 99% of the bottles in the bathroom. Not a clue, says Simon on the M25. I tell you, the one thing I do know about bottles in the bathroom, I'm not allowed to use 99% of them. I'm warned off all of them. <laughs> Anyone else got that? Yeah, I'm, I've got some horrible all-round thing. Uh, no brand. And then Katie, my other half, has got this v- Vidal Sassoon's own bottle of stuff that I'm not allowed to go anywhere near. But I'm fine. I'm actually fine. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. One other big mystery in, in this world is what's on at Christmas. It's incredibly difficult to pick the right stuff through the Christmas TV schedule. Well, let us make it easy for you with our fantastic Home Time Guide. It's your Home Time Christmas TV Guide. Keeping you up to date with all the best telly this festive period. There's one hell of a Christmas Eve on the box this Christmas. Sky Max at 5pm. Maul the Merrier. A Star Wars spin-off following one-time Sith Lord Darth Maul as he quits the Empire High Command to open a small patisserie on Endor with a group of like-minded adults. Then on BBC Three at 9pm, My Uncle's Trousers, a groundbreaking social experiment where a group reminisce about their uncles whilst wearing a pair of their actual trousers. And ITV One at 10pm, a brand new game show, The Masked Intruder. Can a panel of celebrities guess the identity of a famous person as they gain entry to an industrial unit in South End. Tuesday evening is always dominated by our uh, Toasty Tuesday. Uh, Julie emailed in from yesterday. A lot of feedback uh, yesterday with the uh, the Toasty with the mince pie in, uh, saying that her local chippy in Redditch is selling deep-fried battered mince pies. Um, never heard of them being done before, but she said could well be as claggy as your mince pie Toasty yesterday. It's interesting to see the revolution Toasty Tuesday is causing around the country, and it shall continue in 2023. 
Uh, speaking of Christmas, though, it's difficult to know what to watch on TV. That's why here at the Home Time Show, we've come up with a handy-dandy guide. It's your Home Time Christmas TV guide. Keeping you up to date with all the best telly this festive period. Christmas Day action is packed. ITV2, 4pm, Slash in the Attic. Off-the-wall spin-off as Guns N' Roses' lead singer refuses to accept guitarist Slash's decision not to tour anymore and keeps him trapped in the loft for six months, resulting in a four-day standoff with the police. Channel 4 at 9pm, Top 100 School Assembly Passouts. Previously unseen footage of the best and most dramatic school assembly blackouts from kids in the 80s and 90s. And on Channel 5 at midnight, Hitler's Hidden Knee. We know that because there's four sleeps to go, you're very much winding down and turning towards Christmas and probably your thoughts of what to watch uh, over the festive period as well. So here is another home time guide for you. It's your home time Christmas TV guide. Keeping you up to date with all the best telly this festive period. Boxing Day has some great TV that you won't want to miss. 1pm on Channel 5, I'm in the shower. Can members of the public guess the identity of a celebrity that is trying to have a shower but exclaims every time the hot tap is run downstairs? Over on Channel 4, it's Vegan Night, a series of frank talks to help spread awareness of veganism and vegan issues. 7pm, did I tell you that I was a vegan? 8pm, I can't eat those as I'm a vegan. 10pm, my vegan friend was telling me that. Featuring music from Stink. And on Sky Arts at 5pm, top 15 nudie paintings. Uh, now, we know how many people listen to this show, but right now we don't have any certainty how many people are listening. I heard the Dave Berry Breakfast Show urging people to not <laughs> listen to Home Time tonight. Unbelievable. Because we're about to vaccinate people with a little four-second dose uh, of Wham's Last Christmas. It's the biggest uh, UK vaccination rollout of one song in radio history. Also, my local board game shop, Board Game Hut in Southend, they've put a post up on their Instagram page saying they're going to turn absolute radio radio off for the duration of our show because of this because they don't want to get whammed it's madness we could be talking to nobody right now mate it's weird we could do anything we want but anyway look we've had a a very interesting message in from sarah budd who's uh messages to say i've been listening to your show guys i've just wondered whether you were planning on playing an actual portion of wham's last christmas the song or something that sounds very similar so it makes our brain stroke bodies think that we're hearing the actual song i ask because in some cases a vaccine isn't an actual dose of the disease but something that makes our bodies think that it is the actual disease to create antibodies. She adds, P.S. I was involved in fundraising for the global rollout of the COVID vaccine to countries who are not as lucky as us to have the NHS. Well, Sarah asks a question that I think she already knows the answer to. Bush and I are going to follow the science on this. We're two learned men with degrees. Of course we're going to play a pathogen. This is Jimmy Eat World's Last Christmas. There you go. That's just a little dosage of it. That might hurt. You put a sticker on your arm for maybe the rest of the working day. And sit. you've got to sit for 15 minutes in case you feel dizzy. Should we give them another little dose of it? I think, I think, yes. There we go. 
perfect. Uh, and that is valid until Christmas Day. Uh, we will organise boosters for the 30th of November next year. And grab a sticker on the way out. Uh, the fallout is coming in to the show uh, after we did vaccinate everyone against getting whammed for last Christmas by playing you just a four-second dose so that you're immune. Uh, Cole says, I had the combined Mariah stroke Love Actually vaccine last week. Is it safe to get my whamageddon shot so soon after? That's a very good point. <laughs> and our colleague Claire Sturgis has messaged to say, a great public service, lads, especially as I plan on playing last Christmas on Friday night 80s later this week. This is the Daily Takeaway. Do you know what? I woke up this morning and realised we've only got three Daves of Christmas left. Yes, I know. It's unbelievable. So thank you to all the Daves we've met up and down the country. Time to meet Dave number 10. Who's this? Hi, it's Dave from Dartford. Dave from yes. Dartford, home of my favourite tunnel-bridge combo. What do you prefer? Do you prefer the, the tunnel or the, the bridge, Richie? Really, really hard. Um, the, the bridge scares the life out of me, but it's quicker. <laughs> tunnel, not scared of, takes ages to get into. It's weird, isn't it? That's mm. weird. What's your favourite one, Dave? Oh, I like the bridge. Do you get to have a go on it for free each day because you live near there? Now, 20p a trip. 20p? Yeah, if you're a resident, 20p a trip. I've got to get myself down to Dartford. That's fun. I mean, I'm always getting super fine there because I forget to uh, <laughs> pay the charge by midnight the next night. 20p a trip, you'd be laughing, wouldn't you? Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Perks, eh? We're not here for bridge chat, Dave. We could do. (laughs) Oh, we could talk for a lot longer about the Dartford Crossing, but we're not going to. Uh, What do you do, Dave? I'm a semi-retired insurance consultant. Where are you going with that one, Richie? (laughs) (laughs) He's got the money to pay the 20p, is what I'm going to say. And have you had your tea, Dave? What are you having for tea tonight? No, I haven't had my tea yet. I have actually got a nice venison steak for my dinner tonight. Oh, no, right. my previous comments. <laughs> Someone's doing all right for themselves. <laughs> Drive over the bridge all day, mate, on direct debit, you could. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got it all going on. He can go across the bridge or the crossing for 20p a time. He's got a venison steak. <laughs> let's have a sing with him. Come on, let's do it. You ready for this? Ready. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Dave from Dartford. Dave from Johannesburg. Dave from Shetland. Dave from Wigan. Dave from Marty Harbour. Dave from the Midlands. Dave from Chesterfield. Dave from Leeds. Dave from Southampton. And Dave from Sheffield. Wonderful, wonderful voice. Yeah, again. Superb. Every Dave uh, is the sound of an angel, I would think it's fair to say. Every day is a new Dave. <laughs> yes. And 20, 20p a, a time going across that bridge. Can't believe that. If you have any other little deal you've got sorted out with someone in the local area, tell us about it. Hometime at absolutelyradio.co.uk. Same address if you want to be a Dave tomorrow. This is the Daily Takeaway. Catalogue Corner. And normally what we do is we spin through the pages of a random Argos catalogue from the Argos Catalogue Archive. But what we're going to do, since we're only a few days away from people opening their presents on Christmas Day, we're going to focus on the toy section, which, I don't know about you, Richie, that was my favourite bit of the catalogue when I was a kid, looking at Transformers and stuff. And we want to ask you the question, given all the years that are behind you in terms of all the different, you know, Christmases you've been there for, what is your favourite toy you've ever got for Christmas? Oh, the the, the catalogue in the lead-up to Christmas, you were circling things, leaving it for your parents uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, straight to mind, don't even have to think about it, Lego train. I was a very lucky boy one Christmas. Couldn't tell you what year it was, but a Lego train. And that led that led to me being up in the loft 
for hours and hours on end for months after. Did it have a little engine and stuff like that? Did it move or did you have to push it around? No, it, it had a little engine. So um, it, it, it very sort of very basic sort of like conductor kind of like thing that it would pick up off the rail and you had um, you had three carriages one of which was like the actual engine and there was like a little remote control that was attached to the track it was just amazing what I love about Lego is that it's still going strong you know like you know, my dad was going about a Meccano the other day which is like no longer a thing but it's good that Lego still can, you know still current kids can be picking Lego sets now as, as uh, excitedly as we would have done in our dinosaur PJs back in the 80s, you know what I mean? I can, I can put my hand on my heart and tell you right now, at the age of 45, if I had the 2022 equivalent of the Lego train, I would be over the moon. Don't use this feature to angle for presents at this late <laughs> hour. <laughs> it's too late, Santa's <laughs> decided. So have a little think about it. Favourite Christmas toy you've ever received from when you were a kid? You can tweet us now at Absolute Radio. Uh, Dave, and probably so many people remembering the Evil Knievel bike oh, yeah. that had actual sparks coming out the back. As Dave said, uh, it would need a health and safety risk assessment now for that to go on sale. He's just like cane it across a 1980s conservatory and smack into a pool table. <laughs> That's what Evil Knievel used to do back in the day. You know the one for me, and again, this goes right back to Catalogue Corner and my love of catalogues, because I used to love looking at all the different Transformers. I was obsessed with Transformers when I was a kid. Uh, and the two that I wanted, uh, I only ever got one of them. There was there was a Porsche uh, called Jazz, like an old-fashioned, yes. like you know, with martini branding on the front, like a racing yes. Porsche. So it was that one that I wanted. But the one I ended up getting was, it was either called Ironhide or Rawhide. I think Rawhide sounds a little bit too... Uh, <laughs> Good afternoon, Captain, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but he was like a, a red transit van that turned into quite a rubbish robot. It looked like he had a Zimmer frame, actually, because he had to walk around stood in the, the shell of his actual camper van. I bet he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Transformers used to love them so much. Are you Autobot or Decepticon overall, oh, Richie? Autobot. Come on, you know me, I'm an Autobot. It's good, I'm Decepticon. Of course you are. Uh, Mike would like to put forward the Sabutio World Cup edition. He said it even mm. came with a little World Cup trophy. Oh, my word, that's amazing. Sabutio's so good. And particularly if you... Uh, a couple of people have tweeted us over the years on this show where they've taken it to the next level and got uh, stadium floodlights or a little, you know, the trophy or the, a corner of the ground or a guy with a dog or camera people, that kind of thing. Never got the official floodlights, I think I've shared with you before, that in the loft I had a little angle poise lamp uh, that I used as the floodlight and then came running downstairs for tea once, left the lamp on, the lamp fell, it melted a stand. <sighs> Unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what, we've heard a lot on this show this evening about you being trapped up in that loft. I just hope they allowed you out every so often to get a bit of air. <laughs> uh, Alison Smithers says, uh, double whammy of the year, I got these two. I was going all well until we ran out of paper on Boxing Day. Uh, she got the petite super international typewriter uh, and also a post office typewriting set, both fold up into a little suitcase. Bravo. Whoa. Bush, I, I wouldn't mind betting that what Tracy Louise has uh, put forward on our Facebook page is something that you had. You're a very gifted artist. Uh, Tracy would like to remember the Spirograph. Oh, those things. They were just awful, weren't they? What's your problem with the Spirograph? Taking all the fun out of art by making you draw in like a really sharp ninja throwing star. 
<laughs> for no reason. And then at the end of the day, what to do? Loop a biro. Oh, you do it yourself. <laughs> that kind of stuff is you do if you're in prison or you're trapped somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Surprise. Save it for yeah. that. There was the other one as well. Do you remember that thing that had like it was like a load of sticks connected by like elastic bands, and you draw over a small picture on your right hand side, and then a massive pen on the left would then draw it bigger <laughs> yes, for no reason. I do. What was that? that? What was that thing? <laughs> I believe I'm no mathematician, but I believe we've got two shows left before the end of the year. We have, to reinforce that uh, statement, we have two shows left. We're here tomorrow, we're here on Friday. And then it's a Christmas break and we'll be back in the new year. However, our producer, Adem, a dear chap, dear uh, chap. He's, he's taking tomorrow and Friday off. Uh, so that's it. We won't see him until Christmas. Um, and then, due to the Christmas break and some industrial action by rail workers, we won't actually be in his presence again for another 19 days. Days. Bush, I'm imagining he's weeping right now. I, I think it's just dawned on him when he booked that holiday. He's quite tired at the moment. He's a sickly chap. It's a little bit like if he was in an, uh, uh, an Emily Bronte novel, he'd have died halfway through because of a draft or something. So I think he's just taking time just to build his strength up and uh, maybe go to, to Greece or Italy and let his lungs dry out like Keats. But uh, he's not going to see us for, yeah, it's nearly like half a month or something. So it's a big responsibility on his shoulders. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. And there you go. There's the podcast in the bag. And uh, thanks for listening so far uh, in 2022. More great stuff as we head creep towards Christmas. Just going back to what we said at the beginning with Richie, and you're very honest there about uh, in me thinking that you'd organise the, the sparklers and everything for Natalie. If I think that was me, I'm, I would have maybe just kept quiet and just said, yeah, no, cheers. Yeah, she really liked it. You know what I mean? Honestly. Yeah, as, as, I, as I reflect back on the beginning of this episode, I don't know what was wrong with me. Uh, it's it's almost fact, like you've got a penalty fact, and you've said to the ref, fact, it's fine. In fact, I've got to be honest, I've pulled the wool over your eyes. <laughs> I was joking. Of course I set it all up. Yeah, right.